Welcome to the Symphony Podcast. We are here in person in San Diego, and I got the co-founders, Roddy Hansen and Matthew Callens in the building. We're here to catch up, chat business, and also we've got a topic to kind of dance around, which is business as a form of creativity and how, you know, business is literally a creative act in itself. So we're going to dive into all that, but let's start with a little debrief on the week. Talk to me about what's been going down, what we've been up to. That's actually, I remember Roddy saying at the beginning of this week when we were in Las Las Gaviotas, Mexico, Uh where we just went for a little team retreat. Didn't you say like business is the ultimate creative expression? It is, in my opinion. Yeah, no, go, yeah, go on that because I think that's a good starting point for. Well, I feel like for one, a lot of creative people don't think that they're business people. And so they kind of like box themselves in that way. But I feel like especially if you're creating, I mean, creating any sort of product, but especially like a consumable product or a wearable product is by far the like deepest creative expression I think you could ever make because it's like you're not only creating, you know, the design elements, the, the branding, the name, the, if it's your, if it's something that's consumable, the ingredients. And it's like when you pass that on to somebody, once you finish that massive creation that has 20 different moving parts to it once it's ready to go and you can actually share that with somebody now they're like holding a a jar that has your full creation on it and then inside of that is something that's going to make them feel a certain way so it's almost like they're consuming a little piece of you you know what i mean and that's going to make them feel you know whether it's energy focus relaxation or if it's just a a delicious sandwich whatever it is that it that somebody creates like from their soul. I love the fact that now someone else is, you know, whether they're wearing it, eating it, consuming it in some way, using the application, and then it gets ingrained into their life. I feel like that's a very, very deep creative act. Yeah, no, I like that. And it kind of like expands on the um, concept of how just, I think being alive and being a unique individual is the most creative act if you look at it the right way, right? Because, and you can just get that genuine vibe from somebody who's just like show themselves that they're a very unique individual, that like everything they do is an expression of that like unique creativity that lives within them. And so then I think when you take that and then you package it up into a, product or a service or something that you can offer to other people like i mean yeah it's just like it's all of that built within something tangible that can be shared with others and so i think that's why it's really cool creating this team mentality now because i i think it it makes the brand even more unique and even more powerful because all of us are bringing these very different but very valuable creative elements to this mixture of creative awesomeness that it, that are the products that we're working on, you know? And so it's been really fun having the whole team under the same roof and like jamming on things together. Mm-hmm. We've, this is the very first time we've ever been able to have a, like all of us under one roof um, working on stuff together with a lot to work on and just like a lot of strategizing and implementation that needs to happen. So it's been a fun week and a lot of like new team dynamics, like things to new things to learn together, how to work as a team better and just like a lot of awesome stuff going on. It's been fun. Yeah. My take 
that I think I threw your way, Roddy, just when I was testing it out last night before bringing it out on the pod, um, was like how, cause like I've been mostly focused on like video photography and like actual, like, I don't even want to catch myself saying it, actual creative outlets. Business is an actual creative outlet, but it's not like an art, you know, like mm-hmm. there's something where in a video you can bring your experiences and life to the video and like some artists it shows through like their life experiences have been certain ways and then they express that through their art business like we're wearing so many different hats like on a given day we could be doing such a wide variety of tasks like creating content dropping into wholesale accounts collaborating building our new subscription box that's coming out like all these like disparate skill sets and experiences like come together in such a such a nice way and uh yeah that's what I've like been kind of like mildly surprised about like I haven't felt any like fatigue or boredom since like the last two months just like kind of going full-time with the Arete squad so um yeah that's kind of why I want to chat with that and like also Roddy your take is just like how you kind of express like you're literally like giving something someone something that's like going to nourish them change their mind state maybe even like create some momentum in their life so that they can like live a better life. Exactly. And I, I think like being the creator of something like that is really powerful because you're almost taking, it's like, I guess when you build a brand or a product, I feel like you can kind of create your own perfect world within this pretty messed up world that we're in. So it's like in the actual world, you know, we're dealing with all these problems, whatever. But when you step into the world of a rete, it's like everything's about, you know, positivity, mental health, physical health, like trying your best, you know, keeping it light, keeping it fun, being creative, like taking small steps to being the best version of yourself. And I feel like that's the coolest part about creating a business. And yeah, you have to solve problems that you wouldn't know that are going to come up. But if I feel like the deeper you are in terms of like the closer to your soul that you're creating from, the more likely you are to die on the hill <laughs> for go. your creation. Let's go. You know, because that is you. And if you really stand by what you're creating, you don't really care about what you got to go through to get it out there because once you actually share it with someone and it changes their life or it changes, you know, makes their day better, they have more energy, they feel more focused, they mm-hmm. their memory's improving, whatever benefit someone's receiving from your creation, that's just like, another check mark and it digs you deeper into why you are doing what you're doing for those who missed the uh die on the hill inside joke we've been we a couple inside jokes have arisen this week dying on the hill is one of them and i think like matthew kind of leaned into like the conversation around teamwork and like how being under the same roof for a week straight accelerated us towards like solving some of the problems and friction with just our workflow we all live in different places like it's not easy to stay up to date. We work at different hours and stuff. So maybe talk to me a little bit about, um, diet on the hill and some of the, like some of what you've observed, I guess, in that realm of, uh, what's been going on. And yeah, I mean, I feel like, I mean, we have four people who have been under the same roof for the past like seven days. So there's a lot of things where, you know, the group, the majority will agree on something, but then it'll kind of irk somebody else and they'll be like, ah, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm feeling this one, Mm -hmm. but it's tough when you're going against, like, three other people who all, all think about, or think about something in the same way, and so there's that decision-making moment where you either have to be, like, 
okay, yeah, like whatever. I'm not worth the battle on this one. But we've kind of collectively agreed that there's a term where if you like really feel like you want to go to battle for this one, you can die on the hill for things that you feel very strongly about, which is basically like a call for everybody else to you don't have to agree but you can you have to at least really fully consider it and yep. and you know consider the opposite perspective or whatever it is so but the things that have come up so far are pretty funny and like yeah. small we small. haven't had any big battles on the hill yeah. yet but but i like that concept because i feel like a lot of times when you're working in team settings you just want things to like flow as easily as possible so whatever that first idea is or iteration of something you're like Oh, that's good enough. But when there's that one guy that's like, no, mm -hmm. we can't do it that way. It needs to change this, this, and this. And you're like, dude, I don't want to make this a problem. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? But then it's like when you see like, okay, this really irks this guy for some reason. <laughs> like we should take a deeper look at like why that is. Um, and I think everybody can do that just in their daily lives. And maybe it'll create a little bit of friction. But yeah. I think when you're really dying on the hill for what you stand for, like you're going to create you know, better things in yeah. general and just stand for who and, you are in life. Yeah. And so I die think on the hill. A, that's a good way to just create an environment too within a team is just like, cause you're not always going to be right. Like there are so many different perspectives to consider and like you trust your, you trust your team because of like the characters of people of who they are and like who you think they are as people and like what their traits are. And like, so you, you develop that trust with the people and you, and you respect the way that they think, right? And so, like, but they all want to be heard, and you also want to be heard. And so, a, an equal part of that is like allowing, um, like, space for even the awareness that you're not right all the time, and that it takes multiple perspectives to kind of like get to the, the ultimate solution. I feel like yeah, that's exactly. I was gonna say something similar, which is like when we have like small disagreements on like how to shoot a video, what the line is, like it goes so minute, and it's like usually one person's reason for why they don't want to do it is the other person's reason for why they do mm -hmm. want to do it. So it's like, yep. we're not actually disagreeing. We're just like seeing it differently. And then we just like hash it out. And I'm like, yo, supernatural, man. I don't think that's a good word to use in this script. And yep. you guys are like, no, that's what we're going for. Like, okay, let's meet in the middle. Let's shoot it both ways. Let's like exactly. keep our options open. Um, yeah, but no, it's, and like just developing early on, like I'm, I'm very grateful that we have this, week before like things start to get a little crazy next year because they're like just we're getting busier and busier and so like the fact that we took intentional time to just like talk about our goals i love like brooks's addition to the team just like matthew you as well like kind of leading that uh creating space for each other just to like share for 10 minutes like you know we were all just kind of like chatting around the table one night felt like that was good value so um yeah no it's it's all good stuff and like yeah no that's all i got that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I think the creating intentional space for people that you care about to really like share what they've been feeling or how they think things things should be going or like because I don't know I feel like if somebody feels like they're heard and seen and understood, then they're gonna like go hard as fuck, you know, because like they want to be a part of that. They want to mm -hmm. be. They want to feel that. I mean, and I think all of us can relate with that heavily because we have that background of experience with team sports growing up. And so I think you feel like what that competitive kind of brotherhood feels like. And it's really, 
that's awesome. And so I think, I mean, granted, I hope that eventually we have like men and women on the team, and like we're already starting to expand our team. A <laughs> we'll get a bit. woman one we day. We kind of already swear do. to God, we'll do it. But just like in terms of the, <laughs> yeah, the founding members, it's been it's been just men so far. But yeah. <clears throat> no, I think that's super important because. If you're going for like a bigger goal, it's like, yeah, you have your original founders and then, you know, you add your new team members as you go. And it's everybody has their own agenda at the end of the day of right. what they're trying to get out of something. And I think if you want the team to actually put their best effort, you know, their best foot forward, it's like you need to identify what each person wants because if you can show them how they can get what they want through your vehicle, they're going to hop on in, you know, and they're going to ride the wave with you. Whereas if it's like another dead end job, oh, we need a video editor, you know, mm-hmm. that's it. But it's like, instead, it's like we need uh, somebody within this realm, find like a talented person like Kyle and then be like, well, what does Kyle actually want out of a rete? It gives him a vehicle to be able to create content do what he's best at doing and what he wants to do, but also work on other valuable skill sets that maybe he would have had to ignore if he was put into a bigger company on a salary, only doing, you know, these two, three tasks without any freedom to create himself. Where And then Brooks, for example, is different because he is super organized and more meticulous with the details and is a high-level endurance athlete and loves the mushroom space and the health and wellness plant-based space. So it's like showing each person how they can be the best version of who they are through your company, I think is just elevates everything. And it makes everything a lot easier because people are going to want to do what they're supposed to do instead of being told what to do. So true, man. When I, when I got hired full-time at Creative Live, the conversation was, hey, welcome to the company settle in in a few weeks we're gonna have like a meeting about like where you want to go with your career and things like that and uh it happened with my boss quite a bit we had that conversation but with uh other people higher up it was just like complete it was like completely the difference between what was said when i was hired versus the actions later on Mm -hmm. like really demotivated me and made me want to leave the company because i felt like not that I wasn't building skills, but just that like I literally wasn't valued for anything outside of my little like circle. Yep. You know, and it's it's not that like you shouldn't think that you're going to just come into a company and have a huge impact. But also, uh, you know, just like even just asking like, you know, what are your goals? How can I help you get there? And then showing like that you're willing to like make introductions or like if someone on the team is like wants to leave like great you know it, like if yep. they're they're probably on the team because they're adding value now you know so um yeah just like the the what you're saying like the opportunities that you have in a small business is way different than yep. they say the average like consult because i was on the consulting track <clears throat> the average consultant doesn't face clients until seven years into their career so like you're not building actual i mean if you want to be someone who's like selling face to face with clients, making presentations, like doing stuff that moves the needle, like you're literally grinding for five to seven years. Maybe that's not in every industry, but at least in consulting. So yeah, I'm stoked to just like literally have the opportunity to operate a business from, albeit a smaller business from the top, you know? Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's cool to have <laughs> like a platform for people who are involved with what we're doing to just 
kind of be encouraged to keep doing what it is that makes them unique and happy and like yeah just ultimately unique as an individual and like give them a platform to express that and then also provide the products that are gonna you know be their little supplements along the way whatever that journey happens to be for them because i feel like i mean everybody has an idea of the activities or like the direction or just kind of like what you want to be moving toward Mm -hmm. and so it's like whatever that looks like for you our we want our products to be you know a nice little addition to just take along with you on that journey right and if like you haven't figured it out like also you know we've talked a lot about like being on the path and like some days you feel like you're moving in the right direction like i've had days in the last year where i'm like dude what am i doing like you know (laughs) always that's gonna continue to forever too you know like because no one's ever like yep got it like know exactly like i mean you can have some some definite like clarity for sure but Uh like there's always that question at the end of the day of like you know because things could Go a million different ways, like, and that's when you go back to RGAs, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> revenue generating activities. You got it. Also, though, talk about like how we're creating a platform for people because I feel like we're pleasantly surprised by just like this opportunity that's arisen, like to collaborate to collab with different posts. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that was kind of a that's going to be a game changer for us on the social side. Is um, really utilizing like collaborative posting and just collaborative partnerships in general where both parties are getting value. Um, And so we've taken an initiative to really just highlight other people's stories through Arete because, I mean, Arete, our our whole campaign is keep growing, you know, whether whatever it is that you're doing in life. And even, even if you're older and you feel like you've already went past your peak, like, figuring out ways to just keep growing, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, however, however it is you want to keep growing, um, and just highlighting people like that. So we've just basically been, um, finding interesting people that use our products. And instead of posting, Oh, this person uses this product. We actually are talking about that person's story, who they are, what they do, why they use the products and like what keep growing means to them. And I feel like that just has shed a new light on a whole storytelling um, kind of series that we're doing just about different interesting people. And I I think that's a really cool way to just grow the brand um, and just highlight people that are doing awesome things because there's so many people that are doing awesome things that don't get the recognition that they deserve. And so we're going to, you know, start highlighting as many of those peeps as we can. And there's just value add all around in those situations, too, you know, because it's you know, with the people that we've, we've, cause they're friends of ours too. Right. But it's like small business owners that are doing really cool things that are, oh, we got a big car. That's a way. mailman. <laughs> um, but it's like, if we can tell their story in a cool way, that drives more business for them too, hopefully, you know? Right. And so it's like, we're sharing our products. We're both sharing, like we're sharing our time. They're sharing their time with us, but we're ultimately helping each other's business grow and then you're also creating that community of just people who are, yeah, trying to like get make a better life for themselves through their own efforts and just like that keep growing mentality. I don't know, like it's just it's so at the core of like who we all are as people, and I think that just resonates with with a ton of people. Wait, what's up? I just gotta pee. Take a leak. Oh yeah. <laughs> we just keep rolling. We can keep rolling. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just think that resonates with a lot of people. Yeah. 
Um, and it's fun to, to give people um, that platform just to being able to show them in their in their light, in their, like, I don't know. That's kind of a weird way to put no, it, yeah, but just, yeah. like, showing them in their, what they would consider to be their, like, best form, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, I, don't no, know. I, I hear what you're saying. It's a beautiful thing when you can, like, I, like, I always talk about, like, um, how the best actions that you can take are the ones that you enjoy, you're doing with your friends, and you're, like, providing value if that's, like, making money or building skills. And so it's kind of that where it's, like, a nice little Venn diagram between, like, we get to basically market our products and, like, get more awareness on our products in new audiences, and they get an awesome video, their story's told, in the near future, our platform is going to continue growing. It's going to get bigger. It's going to be even more value the other way. So yeah, I'm stoked all around and it feels like we're kind of hitting our stride when it comes to like what we want to say as a brand. Like we're goofy, you know, like especially you guys, like I'm, you know, I'm probably Brooks and I are (laughs) the dads. I'm like the uncle Brooks is the dad. You got, I mean, we're all goofy, but like bringing our like personalities into the content we create, like it's not that easy when we're working remote because it's like putting a finger on what that actually means. But like once we're under the same roof, someone says, hey, let's shoot this piece of content. Boom, we shoot it literally that day. And now it's now it's done or whatever. And we're like, start, I don't know. It just feels good that we're kind of hitting our stride on what we're saying and putting out there. Like who we really are. Yeah. Because at and first you got to kind of be like, you know, straight enough on the line to... To be like, oh, this is a real company. This is, you know, these are real products. This exists. Like, we trust this. It looks like a real thing. Before you can start just being goofy and, mm-hmm. you know. So I think we finally made it past that point where it's like we can really start to spice up the videos and, and have a stronger voice behind, like, who we are. Mm-hmm. Impossible if there's, like, people above us that, like, don't understand who we are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that we're all just like, okay. It's okay that we don't, we're not going to be the same as literally any other brand. And we're just like happy about that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and that's what you want just in general. You know, you want everyone to have that feeling about what they're creating because then it's genuine. Yeah. You know, and they, and they would die on the hill for what Well, the video we're creating this week, it's funny because they're, we're creating it for like one of our partner or company that we're working with. Right. And the examples that they sent us were very well produced and like highly like probably high budget films. Oh yeah, easily six figures put into those videos. And we watched those things and we're like, dude, we don't want to do anything like this at all. We're go- we just took it a completely different direction. <laughs> um, and that video is not quite out yet, but it will be soon, and we'll sh- for sure be hollering about it. But yeah, if you're not following Arete Adaptogens on Instagram, go check. Do it. And honestly, if you want to be one of those people that like either does a uh, post or like with our products or we'll sponsor gets featured, you, but you got to be doing something cool <laughs> <laughs> or you just got to be on the path, man. Yep. Growth like that's that's been a hard thing with us is our products are designed for it's not just a niche like it is because we're in the adaptogen mushroom space, but like a uh, grandma might love the product as well as a 20 year old, like meathead, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone in between, not that that's two ends of any spectrum, but like, uh, it's true. So now we're kind of like, it's like people who know that a better life, you, you take it over, Matthew. What's the, the thing that you said that's so well put? Just that we want to make products who know that 
or for people who know that a better life is achievable through their own efforts, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, because I think that's such a, I don't know, it's helped me a lot just day by day, like having things that you're trying to get, you know, a little bit 1% better in, in some direction. And so if people can be on that journey for themselves and be using our products along the way, then I think that's like a really awesome culture that can be created. Like, for example, I yesterday went and dropped off basically a wholesale order, like quantity wise to an older gentleman that I met at one of the farmer's markets that I was working at in Encinitas. And he, he said that root strength is one of the only things that helps with his GERD. And so, which I actually didn't even fully know what GERD was, but is it like I've, gout? What it's is it? No, it's, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's it's like acid reflux, okay. but like chronic. Yeah, but he You're said just all the time. It just it's it's through your throat, like, like uh, yeah, yeah, it's like when you go to sleep and stuff, you got like tons of acid reflux and just Ooh. heartburn. It's pretty. My mom has that. It's an autoimmune thing. What is it? No, it's like has know. to do with your esophagus. Yeah, but it's just yeah. uncomfortable. It sounds yeah, like. Yeah. But he said every. Every like coffee was too acidic for him, and, and he tried some other things, and it just wasn't good. And he's been loving root strength; he's feeling really good. And like he and I just had a chance to chat for a little bit yesterday, and like we also have had awesome interactions at um, the farmers market. But it's just like fun because I'm 28, you know, and he's mm-hmm. probably mid mid 70s. But because of like this product that right. we've developed, it's like now we have this opportunity to connect over something, which is ultimately like him also pursuing a better life for himself because he's like making those conscious efforts and he's recognizing those steps of improvement and progress along the way. And he's becoming fired up because of that improvement, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, that's an exciting thing to build community around is people who like feel that little spark of just like excitement about being alive and then just want to pursue that and continue that. I've been looking at a lot about like the science of mushrooms recently and it's not clear like there's not enough research that's been done yet like more needs to happen and like what has been done super promising like actually like out of control promising but uh, i love that kyle says out of control too that's one thing that i've picked up on this week when we've all been hanging out out of control promising. out of control that's the way i just described that uh but or if he says like someone's a freak it's like a good thing yeah yeah. because i remember i was like talking about my daughter the other day and then yeah, I'm having a daughter in like two months. <laughs> I said she's going to be a freak. Yeah, I was like, he, he's like, kid's going to be a freak. And I was like, I read that and I was like, dude, did you just call my unborn daughter a freak? And then later on, we Fuck. saw someone doing something impressive and he's like, oh man, that person's a freak. And I was like, okay. So there's a, there's a good connotation yeah, behind no, that. To your point, like I, I've been just like, as much as the data and science is cool and promising, like you hear one story from your neighbor, Matt, who was like telling us she got hit by a car and thrown five lanes across a highway and uh, had post-traumatic stress disorder, like super bad. And was like, you could tell like when you interact with somebody like that, they're mm-hmm. kind of like, something's tweaky. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said Shroomy's like helping her so much just with her mood and with her like anxiety and stuff. And I like, I don't use Shroomy for that reason. So it's like, yeah. Oh shoot. Like, these mushrooms are so powerful. Well, it's interesting. That's what I think is so cool about just the adaptogen space is everybody has different problems and like different mushrooms do different things. And that's why we put 
the specific blends in our products that we do because one person might need energy where the other person needs help with their anxiety, where the other person needs, you know, help with their blood flow. And so I think it's cool when you have customers come back after using the product saying, oh, this helped me with this massive problem that I've had or inflammation or anxiety. It just shows you how powerful these adaptogens are. I also feel like we learn just from interacting with a community in that way of kind of like, it helps us innovate further if the more people we talk to and kind of like learn their stories yep. about what they're looking for. Because then you just learn about these new types. Of, like, for example, now we know about a few different new mushroom strains. Like in the past three days, just from talking to people that are kind of in our larger community of Arete, it's just like we've learned about three different adaptogens that we can continue to ad- like innovate on. And then also just talking to people at farmer's market about how it helps them or like what they're looking for or like what they, it's just the more community you build, the more you learn about, I don't know, just like how to move forward in the best possible way. So like, which is also an interesting concept because it's like with creativity, I think so much of it is also built kind of away from everything, like away from I don't know, like a lot of artists like to just hunker down somewhere and just like create in a silo, basically. Um, But I think so much of like really having something that can move is like having a balance of that, like time to do that, but also experience out in the world and just like community and putting yourself out there, putting yourself out there. Yeah. And experiencing the world and then integrating it in a, in, you know, then go off and integrate it in like a, in a creative way. Mm-hmm. balance it doesn't always feel like an rga but like some of the most <laughs> valuable stuff like like the the things that are like big movements in the business have been things that like took a long time to cultivate and like maybe never would have worked out like who knows but then like you cultivate enough things you have enough irons in the fire eventually one gets hot enough yeah well that's like even just our most recent um i mean i guess we can announce that we're so we're going into vitamin shop. Wow. That's 600 stores time. nationwide. We're on shelf January 22nd. Let's go. And we're freaking stoked. And so are <laughs> they. Um, you know, I think it's going to make their store better. And so um, with that, like that's a perfect example of irons in the fire and never giving up on those irons because we were supposed to go and do a deal with vitamin shop like two years ago. And, uh, because of COVID and, you know, all these different problems and the main buyer ended up going on maternity leave and all this stuff. And so our whole team pretty much like had most of the squad had ditched the idea of even going into vitamin shop. And it's not like we didn't think it would ever happen. It just wasn't on our priority list, but you know, I kept just keeping tabs on, um, our broker for that deal. And then, Two years later, we get an email from the head buyer at Vitamin Shop requesting the new samples. We had just, literally just the day before, had finished a rebrand that at the time was only a mock-up. And we ended up pitching the head buyer with a um, presentation of packaging that did not even exist yet. And she got super interested. So we whipped up samples, custom samples of the packaging just like one off. Like I think we literally produced 20 of these beautiful jars, which is our new packaging and sent it over to her. Um, and we ended up closing the deal. And when I had first told the team, 
like one of the guys was like his response was oh the vitamin shop thing is still a thing so it's it's just funny how if you get enough irons in the fire and don't don't forget about them just keep following up keep following up i think the fortune is in the follow-up so it's like over time something that you know you were working on years ago could suddenly pop and be something massive for your business so we're really excited about that i mean 600 doors is a is a pretty uh pretty big deal so i think i like that parallel to to i don't know i feel like a, a lot of what i've learned through all of the past you know five plus years of building it's just like it takes so much effort continuous effort and complicated things to make something very simple and so and i kind of equate that to like anything too like it could be with athletic pursuits like it takes so much training so much effort continuous effort compound effect like every single day to be able to go out and run an endurance event and like Brooks did yesterday and make it look easy or to you know it takes continuous writing and like fine-tuning your craft to like be able to be the person that seizes that opportunity when they're like hey we need a writer to be able to like knock out this thing right now and then they need it fast you know like it, it to be able to perform in those moments it takes all of this continuous effort like day after day after yeah. day and kind it's of just little like, things yeah and it and it can be challenging because you don't necessarily necessarily recognize the progress that you're making always because it's not very visible you know when you're in that building phase it's always you're just kind of like throwing stuff out there and trying to create momentum where you can and just seeing what sticks and just but the the compound interest of all of that that's building as you kind of keep going along that's what allows these spark moment things to happen where it's just like, it and it feels, looks like an overnight except right, like exactly. or the luck. outside or yeah, like luck. a random yeah, or, thing. There is luck yeah. involved in this. Like if you mm-hmm. even think about how a lot of our business was created, like we all happen to play basketball mm-hmm. as children at the same AAU uh, place, you know, Emerald mm-hmm. city basketball Academy. And now it's like, we're business partners I don't know how many, I don't even know how old we are now, like 15 years later and now we're doing this. And it's like, that was just luck, you know? So, um, but yeah, I think it's, it is interesting when something like, I I feel like it can almost be um, like disappointing for people from the outside when they see people pull off something incredible and they make it look easy. Like people from the outside are like, oh, okay, now I'm going to go try and start this business and get these products and stuff. And it's because most people don't highlight all the failures that it took to get there. And I think, cause it's not as sexy and it's not probably not going to get as many likes on the gram. So it's like people, you know, they don't really like to, to boast about, you know, failing a hundred times until they actually got that big PO or that acquisition or, you know, made that game winning shot, whatever it is that, um, I feel like it's cool to, to highlight that. And that's kind of what keep growing is about is like, don't be afraid of the grind and the struggle and don't be afraid to fail because you really do have to fail your way to the top. That's mm-hmm. the only way you're going to get yeah. there. And it's just messy too, you know, and it's like, and I, cause I feel like people can even glorify that like, Oh, like the struggle, but like the struggle is like, it's just messy and it's going to feel weird and it's not going to feel good a lot of the times. And like, it's that like those deeper, like doubtful feeling, like it's just, it's, it's more intense than, than what comes across when you hear somebody on Instagram just being like, you know, like go towards the, go towards the hustle, like grind every day, like all this shit. Like, I feel like that kind of does a disservice to what it actually takes. And, and 
not even that it's going to be the same for everybody, but just like that level of reality in the way that, that you speak about it of just like, it is going to be very challenging and difficult and it's going to make you grow in all of these different directions that are going to be, it's not going to be comfortable basically. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to, well, I think it's easier to talk about that once you've already made it. Like once you've already gotten past that point where you're, okay, I'm a successful business guy or I'm in the NBA or I'm, you know, whatever that big end goal is of who you're going to be. Once you get there, it's really easy to talk about the days that you're struggling, but it's, I think it's much more difficult to be like, wow, I'm fucking struggling right now. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm putting out this image of building this company and these products and this and that. I'm this business athlete, you know, entrepreneur, influencer, whatever. And, uh, but people don't see that. Like a lot of times the people that are doing these posts and whatnot, they're struggling too. So I think, you know, the struggle, I think the magic happens from the struggle. Certainly does. I, I was thinking recently about how my life has just been a series of major failures, one after the other, after the other. And never have I actually achieved like like getting kicked off the basketball team, kicked out of college, (laughs) been in jail. Like, dude, so many failures that I wouldn't change. Like I wouldn't change for the world. So painful in the moment, you know, Mm -hmm. but like talking about it, being open, like, oh shit, like somebody else has been through the same shit. You, you'll, you'll actually hang on to the negative elements of the failure unless you let it out. So like if you, it's all about perspective. Like I literally have had days where I look at my life as just literally a series of failures and other days I'm like in the ocean surfing and I'm just like, well, it doesn't get better than this. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's the, the roller coaster of emotions. You guys have any, have had any good cries recently? Oh yeah. I love a good cry. And I also think too, just like struggling and, but, but having that vision of what it's going to be like once you get there can, and the more like incredible and vivid that you paint that picture for yourself of what it's going to be like once you get through that struggle, you can just think about that while you're pursuing and while you're doing those kind of grinded out type actions that make you feel like, you know, you're failing. But if you can keep that vision, it can push you through. Cause I almost feel like the chase of going after your dreams is more fulfilling and exciting than actually accomplishing it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like once the money hits the bank account or, you know, the contract is signed, you're excited. But by then it's almost a feeling of relief than it is like excitement. Mm -hmm. Whereas the excitement is when you're driving to the wholesale account, you're in there making product, you're coming up with a new formula. You just had an idea for a new product, you know, Mm -hmm. that chase is I think it's almost like a high. Whereas when you actually finally do accomplish it, it's kind of like, oh, okay, like what's next? And so it always could be more, you know? And keep growing. So like yeah. keep growing is a good mentality for that because you can never think that once I achieve this, I will be happy. You have to be happy in the present. And then, you know, you can still achieve that and feel, you know, a greater self, a, a greater sense of fulfillment but now you're going to want something else because that's, I feel like this is human nature. You know, we're never fully content. So it's like, know that when you are, when you do receive that thing that you've been going for, it's going to feel good, but you're also going to want something else, you know? So work on being present and content, but also keep that vision of what it's like when you do get that, because that can kind of take you through those, those low moments. 
I feel like that feeling amplifies too when you have your whole team's feeling that too. You know, it's like this, it's like this energy that just pumps through everybody of like what's being where where you're going. You know, and it's just like that excitement that you feel, like what Roddy was just talking about. Like when the guy next to you is feeling that same thing, like that creates this just energy momentum that can be that just like pulses through the whole team you know so then it's that that mentality is on display through like all of the actions of the team and you're just like moving as a group in this way that's allowing everyone on the team to actualize their goals basically i I feel like too momentum is so hard to create especially if you don't have like funding to just throw at something so figuring out creative ways to build momentum behind your brand can be pretty tough. And I think if you have a team and one guy is taking initiative, whether he's creating really awesome content and posting it, or he's going into wholesale accounts, or he's doing his own farmer's markets, setting shit up and driving sales and pushing product and making shit happen. It's like, then, you know, you look at the other guys and they think to themselves, like, you don't even have to say anything. And Mm -hmm. people like leading by example and doing the dirty work when you're supposed to be the leader I think will just trickle down and that becomes contagious with everybody on the team. And I think our team has kind of gotten into stride with figuring out what does move the needle and how can each of us put action in daily that can get us closer to that goal. RGAs. RGAs. Do we want to break down RGAs? That's a, that's a good topic for entrepreneurs. It's just like so, it's like a joke, but it's like so just nice (laughs) to remember that like, Hey, we're here to generate revenue and like we could do anything. We could all go out after this podcast. We could, we don't have to do this podcast. It's not necessarily an RGA, Yep. but we're doing it because like we believe that it's a component of the overall business. Exactly. So there's this balance to strike where like we want to just like, if, if we were only focused on RGAs, we'd all just be at a farmer's market or wholesale accounts yep. all the time. We would never even think about like iterating the product or like yep. going to new networking groups or whatever. So there's this balance where like we all just need to kind of like hold each other accountable and just be like, all right, like where's the balance of like longer term RGAs versus like short term wins? Yep. And I think I think RGAs like revenue generating activity is such a it's like a funny acronym and it's a funny, very blatant way of saying like. <laughs> wait, is this RGA? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they'll start some idea and they feel like they're working on something because they're putting time in. But when you have your own business, you don't get paid for time, you get paid for results. And so if you have been working on something and you're putting 90% of your time into building out these graphs or market analysis that nobody's ever gonna fucking look at, And you're like, but I'm putting in 40 hours a week, Mm -hmm. but you haven't sold a single unit. Like some guy who is not nearly as talented as you could go pop up a a table on a corner and start (laughs) selling product, you know? So it's like a lot of times you feel like you're working, but you're not actually generating revenue. So I think there's a balance between, like you said, things that are longer term RGA, which is like creating deeper content like this or creating our hero video for vitamin shop like when you're shooting that it doesn't feel like a revenue generating activity like we're literally messing around taking these stupid videos or whatever but there's a longer term play there where it's a hero video that will be help you know it'll help train the employees of vitamin shop and be like a hero video just for our company as a whole that 
we can push and, and, you know, that's a beautiful piece of content. So if you're an entrepreneur, I think it's really important that you break down what activities actually bring in revenue. So, you know, creating content is great, but that's probably not like a top line RGA. That's not high level RGA. High level RGA is doing the dirty work, like making sales calls, showing the product, doing presentations, doing farmers markets, hitting up wholesale accounts, you know, talk like sell literally selling your product or your service. Whereas, you know, creating content, that's still important, but it's not like, oh, I posted this video. I'm going to go make $10,000 from this. Mm-hmm. You might get a couple orders and have something that is a part of the bigger picture. And then low level RGA is like filling out paperwork, mm-hmm. like, you know, coming up with uh, market analysis, like doing all that, you know, you can spend so much time doing that and your ego's like, yeah, I'm doing work, but mm-hmm. you're really not. You're mm-hmm. like, you're, you kind of are, but that's mm-hmm. like low level stuff that you would eventually hire somebody out to do. So if you want to move the needle, figure out what are those top three to five activities that you probably don't want to do, but they're actually going to generate revenue. That's why sometimes someone can build this gorgeous looking brand or product and it just doesn't move because they're not doing RGA. They're doing all the sexy stuff, but oftentimes the sexy stuff isn't what moves the needle. Mm -hmm. It's the ugly, gritty, tough RGAs. RGAs. All right, well, this is a good pod. Let's wrap this thing up. And uh, till next time, if you want to support the pod, you want to support what we're up to, go to areteadaptogens.com, plug in the promo code SYMPHONY, and you'll be entered to win a massive prize. Massive, which is a little love from your boy. No, I'm being <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which is a little kiss. <laughs> no. All right, no, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, much appreciated. Until next time, peace.